name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has shown us the life Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Good response. It's still Christmas. And inside that, we saw Christmas, the Christmas season, Christmas time, some might say, some might say. For those of you who were here on Christmas, forgive me, you're going to give me some stuff for another bit. Great information. We'll love you again. Right. 
says why. However many millions of times it may enlighten, suffers no diminution of its own righteousness. The thing that Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ shares his life with us. And when we come into his presence, our very life is creation. Everything that exists comes forth from him. So when John talks about in him was life, his life was the light of men, meaning by individual life, but the life of all things exists in Jesus Christ. The third thing I want to reflect on is Jesus Christ as the light of truth. John says, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not overcome it. Again, we have this idea that no matter how much darkness exists in the world, right, light cannot be overcome. Truth cannot be overcome. No matter how much falsehood is in the world, and you'll find a lot of, a lot of falsehood in our day, the truth still prevails. St. Ambrose says that the person who supposes that he is protected by the darkness is vain, so he cannot escape the light that shines in the darkness. This is the part of what I said, I should say. The one thing that uses me, I'm so comedian now, I've had these great cameras, right? And so, there's all these videos now of, of these not very intelligent people who are like trying to live in small church, and now it's all on camera, and then it's shared on social media. And so, they think that they're safe and can do whatever they want because it's dark, right? Rather than look out at them, Resurrection. 
Life itself, the point I want to make to you today, is the eternal life of God, the eternal word of God, and the existing world, and that brought forth creation. What we celebrate at Christmas is the eternal life of God, that God is well in the unapproachable life, He was a consuming fire, who is the glory of God above the earth, has taken on flesh and become a human person. St. Thomas of Alexandria says it this way. He says that by the light of God, we are allowed to participate in his own nature by his luminous vapors of unutterable brightness. That's what I'm His luminous vapors of unutterable brightness. What he's saying is God is light, and we get to participate in that light. And in salvation, we are. We receive God's divine energy, and there is a word for this that you should know. It's kind of a text. And I talked about, we, we go through these phases of spiritual progression, sort of in church. And the first phase is purgative. We need cleanse from our sins. But the reason why the man is in, we ask God to give up for our sins. The second step of that is what we call illuminative. We're illuminated. But that means we're enlightened. We receive the light of God, the knowledge of God. And only when we have been purified and enlightened are we then prepared to be united to So, I'm not like Father T. He's already fully united to God. I'm still in the spiritual phase. I'm being forgiven of my sins to be taken man my sins, walking among us mortals, you know. And so we go through these phases of spiritual progression in between the illumination we receive, the enlightenment is from God. It's the gift of God. The next thing we see is that Jesus Christ is the light of the Lord of God. One of my favorite verses in all the scripture, John 1 14, says, The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory unto the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, every time I talk about this verse, I will point out the fact that when it says that he dwelt among us, the word there is tabernacle. Tabernacle. Why is that word theologically important? Well, one of the feasts for the Jewish people was the Feast of Booths or Tabernacles. And what did they do in the Feast of Booths? Did they know? They did something like They went camping. Right? They went camping. They went out and they set up tents and booths and they rented those booths for a few days. Why did they do that? What was the memorial? All right, I'm going to tell you the story, but I'm going to tell you the story about all the right? The people of Israel are in Egypt, they're in slavery, they cry out to God for his mercy and deliverance. God brings them out with his mighty hand at the Exodus, and what do they do? They complain. They complain against God and how bad they have to desert and how they don't have any food and this is terrible and we're better off in each of the nations. They 
said in John 1, 1, 18, no one has ever seen God. The only God is at the Father's side. He has made him known. So, you know that I often tell you that we are very fortunate in the Anglican Church that we have the best call-out, the little prayers that we say at the beginning. That prayer is call-out is like the theme of the day, right? And so I spoke it to the day. And you will notice that for that reason, often I reference it in my message, right? It's beautiful. And the prayer for today is spectacular. It makes a strange statement of it. It's an old God. You have poured upon us in the new life of your incarnate word. Grant that this life here in our hearts may shine forth in our lives. What a statement. This means life. I spent all the time telling you this light is new. This is the light from creation. So how is this light new? The fact that we say the creation is being added to the fact that Jesus Christ is God of God, light of light, true God to true God. And John says he's the only God who is at the Father's side who has made the Father more than him. So how is this light new? Well, friends, it's new because that life has become human in the flesh and has revealed himself. Jesus Christ has revealed to us the glory of the holy and eternal Trinity by becoming one of us. And this is why Christmas is a big deal. And there's a beautiful, so in our mass, you know, we say one of our favorite songs is glory. The glory of the ancient hymn of the church, right? Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. It comes from the angel camp that they say when? At Christmas, right? So every man who sees the glory of we're singing the angelic hymn of Christmas. And in the ancient hymn, it's been part of the mass of the 20th and 2nd century, and probably the real part. And uh, in the Eastern Orthodox liturgy, the glory of we have it like the first hymn of the Mass. Well, in the Eastern liturgy, it's the last hymn of morning prayer. So you've got to show up a little bit earlier if you want to hear the Lord. Okay? But there's a phrase that they say right before the Lord and their prayers all above. And that prayer is this Glory to thee who has shown us the light. Glory to God for sharing with us and showing us the light. And then they say the Lord. And this is the new life of God that we see. That Jesus Christ has become flesh. And he is the light of creation, his light of truth, his light of salvation. He is the light of the glory of the eternal truth, who has become the new life of God in human flesh. And to that we say, glory to thee who has shown us the light of Christ. Almighty God, you have poured upon us the new life of your incarnate word. Grant that this light, hidden in our hearts, may shine forth in our lives. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and with the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen.